Hey friends, welcome to the Empowered Homes podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to connect church and home by resourcing families to live uh, the gospel at home. And today we have a special guest on Zoom, uh, Jay Phantom. Man, I'm just, I'm kind of geeking out because I'm a fan of you for so many reasons, but uh, I'm so, so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, Jay, you have a podcast that has a ton of of, of subscribers and listeners, but you have a new book. We're going to talk about that. So for my listeners who've never heard your name before, tell us who you are, what you do, and what you're about, man. Bobby, it's so good to be here. You, hearing you say that you're a fan of mine is sort of very, very humbling. And I can't believe I actually have a fan all the way in, I believe you're in Texas, yep. which is, this is great. Um, but yeah, my, my name is... Uh, Real name is Jared Phantom. Uh, I go by Jay Phantom. A lot of people know me as Jay. Uh, I was able to found and, and I do host the, the podcast called The Storybox, uh, which was a top podcast in 2021. And I get to unbox the stories of incredible people all around the world from some big names to small names. Doesn't matter. I believe that everyone has a story to share. And I'm just privileged enough and blessed enough, if I say, to be able to to listen, learn, grow, and, and absorb all this wisdom and knowledge from people that are a lot wiser than I am. And I just get to share it with, with the world because I think and I truly believe that what's missing in the world is more stories, more connection through the power of stories. And the more of us that do share and are comfortable enough with sharing, the more we can come together, we can mend a lot of broken areas in society and we can just find common ground with that. Um, and then we can just heal this very broken world. So I bring on Christians, I bring on non-Christians because I believe, like I, like I said, that everyone has a story. And I, I also uh, had the opportunity to write my very first book uh, called The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead After Being Knocked Down. And I do a lot of other smaller things. Um, but who I am as a person, I, I say that I'm very persistent. I try to be uh, an authentic version of myself. I, I am a Christian. I'm a believer uh, and a follower of Christ. That is my my whole identity, I believe. Uh, and my purpose that God has given me is to live this life and to be alive and, and to do the very best that I can to serve others as he has called me to do that. So that's who I am. And I try my very best to, to do that excellently every single day. Man, I'm, I'm super excited to, to hear more from you. But if we have listeners that are listening in America, they're picking up an accent. Where, where are you from? And where are you at right now? I was born and raised in Sydney, Australia, and we recently moved to the good old sunny coast in Queensland, which is funny enough where we used to vacation. So that's where I that's awesome. am <laughs> currently. You're currently. And it's, uh, I'm in the afternoon here, it's morning there for you. And man, just so excited for, for to have you. Uh, I don't want, you don't have to name drop, but you've had some, some big names on your podcast, but what's like one person that was kind of your... One, I know you love all the stories. And by the way, 600 more? How many stories uh, do you have? Would probably be reaching the 800 plus now. Eight, it or not. Wow, 800 plus stories Crazy. on your podcast. And give me just a few names that are like top interviews that you've had. So if we're going for the sort of more the top ones, then we're going, you know, 
everyone loves Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he was a he was a personal favorite, and there's a funny story behind that one. Uh, there's Tony Robbins, there's Mel Robbins, there's Christine Kane, there's Torre Roberts. There's a lot of uh, Christian high profile Christians, I guess you could call them. Uh, then there's sort of people that I have really, really enjoyed actually connecting with that you may not know too much about, like uh, Marty J. Schreiber, for example, um, who looked after his wife for 18 years. She had Alzheimer's and dementia, um, and they were married for 63 years, and he was the governor of Wisconsin. And there's also, uh, I love listening to people that have lived a incredible life um, and have been through insurmountable odds. And one of the people that uh, I mentioned several times in my my book, actually, Dr. Edith Egger, who survived the Holocaust. So she was one of the people that went to Auschwitz um, and survived Auschwitz. And she became, her story is just honestly incredible and wild. And I encourage everyone to go and, and look up her story and listen to it and read her books. She's got one called The Choice and the other one called The Gift, uh, both incredible reads. Uh, but people like that, I find that, and the more I do it, the more I speak to people, they're the ones that really stick with me the most. Uh, and I'm, for me, looking at that and growing up and listening to older people, I think I've always gravitated more towards older people because of their wisdom and their experience and their knowledge and, and what have you. That doesn't mean that I can't learn a lot. And I have learned a lot from people my own age and, and younger too, or people just in their thirties. Um, but yeah, like some of those people that I mentioned uh, are, are personal favorites. Uh, someone once said that the good, the good stuff sticks and there's a lot that has actually stuck with me. Um, lessons like being kind, being as generous as I possibly can, continuing to be persistent, not giving up, having that resilient mindset, being a good leader. So I'm a big fan of what it means to be and, and trying to learn what it means to be a good leader today. Um, also being someone of good character. What does that look like? Someone of integrity, uh, asking people about what does success look like? That is my, my favorite question at the very beginning of, of my show. Um, and then asking people these, these questions that they may not have been asked before. I get really excited when they say, oh, great question, Jay. Mm. Sort of like gives me chills all the way down my spine. Like, oh, that pumps me up. <laughs> let's, let's go. And, and, and uh, I remember Tony Robbins saying that to me and it's like, sure, he's just a man, but I mean, he's Tony Robbins and he yeah. said, great question. I'm like, that was one of my goals going in. So yeah, all, all these, all yeah. these people, my friends, yeah, are and those, personal favorites, those stories, and we're kindred spirits, and and I love listening. Like when I meet someone, I don't go, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" My my favorite phrase is, "Tell me your story, man. Tell me who you are. Tell me," mm. to, and it gets so much more in depth in that. And so, through your podcast, you mentioned uh, like it's changed the way you view others, and. Uh, Give me some insight on, like, you, you mentioned your character and the stuff you've learned, but how is it view how, how, how do you see people differently because of all the stories that you've heard? This is a, I love this question because for me growing up, I used to love going to adults. I never got on with kids my own age because 
for whatever reason, I loved learning and I loved listening to the stories, like stories from my my grandfather, for example, and people that were older than me, because I always felt that I could connect somehow with what they were telling me. And I loved to learn. So being able to listen to the stories of these men and women that have done some incredible things and lived a amazing life, you could say, I was able to learn from them these characteristics of this is what it means to be a good man or a good leader. This is what it means to be a good good husband one day or a good, um, just a good person in society. Uh, also someone that values their integrity more and more. Mm. And I realized that through stories, we can not only relate to some degree, but we can also connect. And I think connection is missing in this world a lot. And I think people are, are searching for some form of connection. They're, they're searching for that, um, that ability to, to come alongside someone else and feel like they, are, they belong. And that's what stories do for us. Mm. They help uh, not only shape our understanding of the world, but they also help connect each and every one of us to the fact that we are human beings, that no one is better than anyone else. And sure, we, we can put these people on a massive pedestal, but what I've realized is that they're just a human being, like I am, like you are, Bobby. And what fascinates me the most is their story, first and foremost, is not only great to listen to, but it also helps me understand that I've got a story as well. Yeah. And my story is valuable too. Doesn't matter what I've what I've been through, it still has value. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, and that's in, perfect segue well. into let's talk, you know, incredible podcast. You've learned a lot, but now you've kind of you put your story on paper through your book, uh, The Path of an Eagle. Just real quick an eagle what's that have to represent with like you could have picked like a you're in australia there's a ton of amazing animals that are just mean and tough but what's with an eagle i'm gonna pick a kangaroo right <laughs> i was <laughs> thinking like crocodile Australian or something or, or ferocious croc, yeah uh or a tassie devil that yeah. sort of thing but i i chose the eagle um and and mainly because well couple of reasons this is just a joke by the way I, I i knew it as a marketing term because americans love eagles right so if they saw it on the front cover of the book maybe they might gravitate towards it i'm just i'm just teasing but um i my life verse is from isaiah 40 31 and before i even titled before i even started looking into eagles i i remember praying and asking God, like, I need you to show me what you want me to write in this book. And I need you to remove my own ego mm. and just give me the story you want me to, to share. Not the one that I want to share, you want me to share. And he directed me to my now life verse, Isaiah forty thirty one, which basically talks about the third word is hope. Who am I hoping in? I'm not hoping in myself. I'm hoping in God. And when I do hope in God, he's going to renew my strength. And in that verse, he talks about being able to get on the wings like eagles mm. 
And when you when you when God mentions an animal in the Bible, you know it's important and you know it's special. So because of that, I then went and started researching and found all these incredible characteristics of, of leadership that eagles resemble. And there's a reason why Americans put an eagle as their, their national symbol, right? Because it is powerful, because it is strong, it, because it, it does resemble this, this beauty and this charisma as well. And also about the fact that when, a, when an eagle soars, it is the most beautiful, picturesque thing on, on the face of the earth. Like I've never seen anything like it before and no bird ever comes anywhere close to an eagle soaring. Mm. And I realized as well that for an eagle, it doesn't stay on the ground. It wasn't designed for the ground. It was designed for the skies. And that is where we should be as people. We weren't designed by God to stay stuck on the ground in our troubles, in our in our struggles. Sure, we're going to go through it, but he always desires us to go through it, to build up our strength so that we can get back up mm. and then soar and then keep yeah. on going through life. And I, I don't know about you, Bobby, but I want to be one that soars through life the best way possible rather than staying stuck on the ground. So that really, That's so in good. essence, is is why I chose the eagle. And, and there's so many other great stories that I could share with you about the eagle yeah. that just are incredible. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned getting back up and you talk a lot about your story of, of having several near-death experiences. Uh, one of the things that I try to, you know, my last name's Cooley, and I've with my kids every day walking to school, I'm like, be a Cooley today. What does that mean? And it's five things. It's uh, being a leader, uh, being kind. It's getting back up because they're going to fall. It's, it's a guarantee, yes. like you're going to fall. And then lastly, it's to know God and make him known. And so... For me, hearing you in your book of like that getting back up, it's 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 resonates with me and even connects that uh, with just personally with my family, but also just understanding like we are going to fall, we're going to go through some stuff, but God can use that if we're willing to get up and soar. So, not to just give us a teaser, and you don't have to share all of them, but maybe one of those near death experiences and and you getting back up and what that taught you and how you're different because of that experience. Just maybe one of those. So there's four of them and each one taught me something different about myself and about life as a whole. But I think the one that sort of changed me the most was, and it was in 2018. So Oh, there's there's two of them that changed me the most, actually. It was 2018, 2019. One of them was out of my control, ultimately. And the other one was perfectly in my control because that was my choice to do it. But 2018, uh, I ended up getting meningitis, uh, which is a nasty um, disease that affects the, the brain lining. So it's inflammation of, of the, the the brain. Um goes right through the spinal cord, that sort of thing. It's it's not fun at all. It It's incredibly painful. Mm. Um, and I remember going to hospital and I couldn't see. So I was, I was, I say vision impaired or blind as well. And the doctor, in order to tell whether or not you have meningitis, and there's two types of meningitis, by the way, there's type A 
and there's type B. So type A can develop, it's bacterial, can develop into meningococcal, which pretty much is is even more nasty than meningitis, uh, or there's type B, which is viral. So, But the only way to tell whether or not you have type A or type B is to have what they call a lumbar puncture, which means they stick a giant needle in your spinal cord to drain some of your spinal fluid. Uh, and you feel pretty much everything that's going on. Fun fact as well, the doctor told me there's only a 50, 50% chance of it being a success or not. Now, Bobby, I'm no gambling man, but I don't like those odds. And I don't, I definitely don't like gambling with my own life. And at that stage of my life too, I, I was so far away from God. Um, didn't want anything to do with him at that point in my life. I was sort of coasting through life. Uh, you can, if you can say that. And I was in this position where I had been faced with this 50, 50% chance of it being a success or not being a success. And I remember wrestling with this voice in my head for hours. And I believe that voice was God. And it kept saying to me, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And I said, oh, of course I trust you. Why wouldn't I trust you? But really I didn't. Uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, the last thing that the voice said to me was, do you trust me? And then it left. And I ended up having the lumbar puncture. Um, and I, we, my mum and I prayed before we, we did the, the procedure. It ended up being a, a success. I'm still here. Mm. So the 50% chance of you almost dying is they could paralyze you from the neck down because you're dealing with your spinal cord. They're flying blind mm. too. So they're relying on you and a sharp pain, funny enough, that you feel all the way down your right side to say that they've got the spinal cord and they can start draining the spinal fluid, which is just weird <laughs> how that works. But that's the way it was. So I had to trust God in that moment with my life. And I had to trust God that it was going to be 100% and not 50%. And that was difficult for me to do, especially when you're dealing with your own life. And when you're faced with that, that massive obstacle of, of just you could die or you couldn't die, it's a risk. Mm. What do you do? And ultimately, I, 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 like I said, I decided to have it done. And it ended up being a, a success. They found out that I had uh, type B, which was viral meningitis. Um, but that taught me, even though I was so far away from God, it sort of made me realize, you know what? Maybe there is something to trusting God a little bit here. And this whole experience would then help me a lot with the next experience, which happened in 2019 when I chose to, to attempt to end my life. And God saved me from that. He spared me from succeeding in attempting to end my life. So going from a, a place of gambling with my life to a place of actually not wanting to be here anymore to attempting to take my own life and God saying, no, 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 I've, I've still got you. I, I want you to trust me. I've got something planned for you, Jay. I don't want you to give up. So I'm going to, to stop this from happening because I've got something bigger in store for you. Wow. And I remember being in that car after it all transpired and crying out to God and saying, look, God, I need you to give me worth. I need you to give me purpose. I need you to do something and show me something in my life. And that all taught me that I needed to rely 
firmly and wholeheartedly on God. Mm. Um, and he was faithful. It took a couple of months of, of him before he answered my prayer, but he eventually did. And I'm still alive today and still being able to live this life because of God and because now I, I trust him and he's developed my faith in him even more um, mm. through all those experiences. Yeah, and your story, you know, there's so many layers uh, in in the book of your story of, you know, anxiety, um, depression, uh, abuse, and even eating disorders and just different stuff that you would look and if if one of those things that one person struggled with, but all of those things that you have gone through and have, have walked through and not to mention the emotional toll that that plays on every aspect of your life and with work and with just society and with friends and with relationships, it, it, it affects everything that you do. How am I talking to you today? And you got a smile on your face. Like how, how do, how do we get from, from all the things in your book to, to today where you can smile and, and be cheerful and joyful and, and have hope? Well, I say in the book that, I owe God everything and he owes me nothing and he continues to just give and give and give. And I say that because I've been through all these experiences that God has blessed me to actually go through, I can smile because I know that I am so much better because of those experiences, because of going through depression, because of uh, the eating disorders, the addictions. And sure, it was a struggle in the moment. Sure, I wanted to give up, but some part of me didn't. And whether it was family coming alongside me, whether it was having at some points in my life, having that faith to continue moving forward mm. and that understanding and that ins in inspiration, uh, I guess you could use as well. Having that leading too, and just having that inner desire that I, I can't give up. And if I do give up, what does that look like? Um, especially in this moment. And 2019 was ultimately selfish of me to do hmm. because I, I had reached a point in my life where I didn't want to, to be here anymore. And as, as sad as that is for me to actually say, I am still alive today, smiling today and saying, this is my story. This is what I went through. This is what I've been able to overcome not because of me, not because of my own strength, but because of who God is mm. through me. It's so good. Because how, of how God has worked in my life enormously. And I point it all back to him. It's not about me. It's never been about me. And who am I to say that it is about me? That's my ego talking. Yeah. And I, I, I shouldn't have an ego at all because it just blinds me to important truths, truths that, God has always has tried to show me. And every single time, Bobby, that I've been proud, I've been arrogant, and I've put myself above God, guess what he does? He humbles you. He puts you on your hands and knees. <laughs> and it's usually not fun. But then again, there's something beautiful in that too, that God also enables us to be strengthened, yeah. to learn some important truths. And we're all learning humility on a daily basis, I think we're all learning patience. Mm. And once we, once we go through that trying period, we're now refined. We're now 
able to become like gold, as uh, as one of my favorite songs by Ron Hamilton talks about. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, that's my philosophy now in life. And I've had to to learn that philosophy by going through these difficult challenges, seeing the joy in spite of the pain. And that's why I continue to, to smile, to be happy. And part of me as well, like as a kid, I, I saw people that were in a lot of pain too. And I wanted to make them smile. I wanted to, to give them that sense of joy. And somewhere along the line, I lost that. But now I'm glad that I got it back. Man. And that was because of God. There's so many stories in your book. And I, I want to encourage, you know, listeners right now, this book's coming out soon. By the time this podcast episode airs, it'll it'll be uh, either just come out or about to come out. And so definitely want to grab this and just to hear your story. And I've been, every interview this season of, of the podcast, I've been asking, you know, all right, if someone grabs your book, they read it, what's the return on investment? But I, I'm going to switch it a little bit. I just feel like God's given me a different question for you, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, just hearing what you've gone through, uh, because I think the return on investment, I, I can just tell the, the listeners that uh, you, you're going to hear a man's story and you're going to hear a God who loves him and loves all of us for sure. But uh, here's my question for you, because it just it keeps coming back as I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, the mom that's listening to this in her car or the dad who's on a jog listening to this. And he might be right now as he's or her is listening, struggling. And and as we talked about getting back up, they're falling down. They're flat face, whatever it could be work stuff. It could be, uh, you know, the economy. It could be stuff at home. It could be whatever they're going, anxiety, depression, things that you've struggled with, too. Man, if you could get in front of that person right now listening who who is really in the throes of the struggle, what advice would you give them? If you could say just one one thing, what would you give them? Sorry to put you on the spot too. <laughs> no, I, I love this. And if I was to get in front of them, ultimately what is coming to my my heart and my mind at the moment is it's going to be okay. In the end, it's going to be okay. Doesn't matter what you think or, or what your experience is right now. In the end, it ultimately will be okay as long as you don't give up. Wow. And that is the main important message that I want everyone to listen to. If my life is a living testament that God has given to me and for people to to learn hopefully from that if a I was 20... 22 when I started writing this, I think. And now I'm 26. So if someone like me, young person, can go through all this and still smile and still say, I'm here because of God and because I know it's going to be okay and because he's made me a better leader as a result of going through all this. Someone once, someone wise once told me that, Jay, pain is inevitable. But suffering for a long time, that's optional. It's always your choice. We're going to go through those moments of, of pain and suffering. But if, 
it's your choice how long you want to suffer for. Everyone's like, oh, suffering is optional, you know, it's never going to happen. No, 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 suffering does happen. And it's okay to suffer for a short period of time. So feel your way through it. Be kind to yourself in the process. Learn what you need to learn, but don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't surrender. Keep on going. Feel your way through the pain because once you get to the other side of the pain, there is peace, there is ultimate fulfillment, there is comfort, there is joy, and there is strength. And that is the main message of of this book. Yeah, You can overcome if you make the choice to overcome. Man, Jay, The Path of an Eagle, um, uh, you got to get the book and, and hear these stories and hear these things. And I'll just leave the listeners with your, your, your advice. It's going to be okay. And someone just heard that. I, I pray that someone just heard that and they're taking a deep breath of going, okay. It's going to be okay. So, Jay, man, you've been a blessing. Thank you for your time. Uh, listeners, uh, pick up a book. You can find it anywhere books are sold. Uh, you can access that. Just go search uh, The Path of an Eagle, and, and you'll find it. And, and go grab you a copy, and you'll be blessed by it. You can also check out uh, the podcast at the Storybox Podcast. Um, is it just storyboxpodcast.com or... Is there a special yeah, that's yeah, the one. storyboxpodcast.com? Yeah, story you can find it on Apple Podcasts. That's where I listen to it. Uh, but, Jake, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Bobby. It's been a real blessing and, and pleasure to serve you and, and your community. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. <laughs>